Hey guys, it's Maggie, the host of Chasing Spirituality, and welcome to another episode of Witches Wednesday. We've talked about how magic works, the different types of witches and witchcraft, and we've even talked about the important witchcraft techniques and things that you should really familiarize yourself with and learn before you start practicing magic. Now we're going to be talking about witchcraft tools. There are tons of different tools that many different witches use. Some witches will use a variety of tools and some will be drawn to very specific tools. Um, in Wicca, there are very specific tools that are used with every kind of ceremony and ritual. These are normally altar items that are placed on an altar at the beginning of every ceremony. I'll talk a little bit about those or at least what I know about them. I won't go into great detail because I do not consider myself to be a Wiccan witch. I do not follow that religion and I'm not part of that community. So if you are drawn to the Wicca community, um, I suggest that you probably find someone who actually practices and is part of, of that community so that you will get more accurate information. I'm only going to be speaking on what I've heard and what I've seen in my own research. First, I just want to clarify that none of these tools are a requirement. You absolutely do not need to feel like you have to use any of the tools that I mention. But if you feel like you are specifically drawn to some, then, you know, go and check them out. Try to incorporate them into some of your own rituals and practices and see where that goes. So the first one I'm going to talk about, which I feel is very commonly used with many different witches across many different types of magic, is candles. A lot of people will choose the candle based off of the color and they will incorporate this into their practice and then really start using color magic as um, a part of their craft. This goes many different ways, but basically there is a color association with an emotion or with a specific type or a specific genre that you are trying to achieve. An example of this would be positivity, happiness, joy. A color that may be associated with that would be yellow. Another example, uh, passion, love, romance, lust. A common color associated with that would be red. Another thing that you can use a candle for is to represent the element fire. Also, you can choose your candle instead of basing it solely on color or if color magic is not you know, really important to you, it can be what is inside of the candle. So maybe the essential oils or the fragrance used, that can produce a certain energy. To me, that really resonates or involves more into herbal magic, but you know, whatever works best for you. There are even witches and energy workers out there, myself included, that will create candles for you to produce a very specific energy. So for me, like I have candles that I, I select very specific herbs and essential oils and crystals and I put those 
specific selected herbs, flowers, and crystals and essential oils into that candle to mimic and produce the energy that I want to invoke. So I have like a calming candle and this calming intentional candle will have lavender, vanilla, maybe some amethyst and things like that. So there are many different ways that you can use candles within your craft. You can also simply choose your candle and set an intention and then as you light the candle, imagine that your intention is being brought to the surface. So you can basically use the candle as a way to ignite your intention. So for me, like if I'm wanting to maybe set up some kind of protection or maybe I'm trying to, you know, cleanse and purify my space, then I make it, you know, some white candles. And as I light my white candles, I'm setting the intention of protection and of cleansing and purification and things of that nature. The next tool I want to talk about is herbs, herbs, flowers, things of this nature. This is um, very important to me in my craft. I've always been drawn to the herbal side of magic and I love to, you know, research and also just use my guided intuition on what herbs will produce certain energies and will help me achieve certain outcomes. So when it comes to using herbs, you can do this in a variety of different ways. You can use essential oils and you can use those essential oils on yourself or you can use them when creating things, um, when potion making, when doing spell jars, when um, it, you know anointing objects like candles or anything else that you feel drawn to anoint like a crystal. You can use fresh herbs, you can use dry herbs, you can go and pick your, pick your own herbs, your own flowers. And for me, I even think that candles, like I mentioned earlier, and incense will fall into a herbal type of magic if, if that resonates with you. For me, it does. You can do your own research and look up, um, one of the common things that I research is, um, witchcraft herbs or um, if I have a very specific herb that I want to use maybe a specific essential oil or you know maybe just some dry herbs that I have um, you could search specifically like mugwort what magical properties does mugwort have or how is mugwort used in spells or in witchcraft or in magic you can search it many different ways and you'll you'll usually find and get a lot of good feedback and for me I feel like that's a really good starting point you should definitely use your intuition and if you feel drawn to use something for a specific spell then I would say go with your intuition versus what another practitioner is telling you because again like I've mentioned in most of my witchcraft uh, series your belief is what is the strongest thing about your practice and your intention. So as long as you believe it will work and you set the proper intention, then the magic will be there. The next tool I will talk about is crystals. 
I'm not going to go too deep into crystals into this episode because there's so much to crystals that that will definitely warrant its own episode. But crystals do produce very specific types of energy. They are very powerful and we can use them however we desire within our own craft. So just like herbs have their own properties and magical abilities, crystals do as well. If you know anything about crystals, then you know that each crystal has its own vibrational frequency. It resonates with its own, um, its own abilities. It resonates with its own emotions and things that it will bring about and attract. So it's, you know, really good practice to pick certain crystals that you feel drawn to or that your intuition will tell you will help power that specific spell. And you can even do your own research there and find out, you know, what is amethyst good for? Well, I know off the top of my head, amethyst is really good for spiritual connection. It's really good for calming. It's good for anxiety. It's good for bringing peace. It helps with insomnia. So if you're doing any kind of magic that you feel needs those kind of energies, then you can either use amethyst in your actual spell. You can put it, you know, in a jar. You can put it under your pillow. You can hold it. Whatever just feels right to you. Keep in mind that some crystals do not need to get wet. And also some crystals do not... Um, do very well in sunlight. So if you're using anything in water or any kind of liquid or if you're using any kind of sun magic, make sure you're doing your proper research and finding out what crystals are safe to use. There are also many, many crystals that are toxic to us. So if you're using crystals in anything that you are going to consume, you need to make sure that you are using safe crystals and this is the same with herbs as well you know don't put anything in your body without doing the proper research my next tool i want to mention is jars <laughs> so um spell jars are very common especially for beginner witches who may not be sure what kind of tools that they you know want to use or what they resonate with because you can do anything you want with a jar you want to use water you want to use moon water sun water crystals herbs essential oils uh want to put a candle on top you know you name it you can use it i did a lot of spell jars in the beginning of my practice and another good thing about spell jars um is the magic will always be there so if you make a spell jar and you want to continuously use that spell, all you have to do is charge it from time to time. You can do this with your own energy. You can do this with, you know, the moon, the sun, uh, whatever, you know, resonates with you. But spell jars are very beneficial for things that we want to keep around all the time. So I would recommend spell jars for something like happiness or abundance things that you know you can never get enough of and that way if you ever feel that the energy is depleting it's no longer as strong as it used to be you can simply just go give the jar a little shake and charge it up and keep using it the next tool i want to talk about is cauldrons cauldrons for me um 
I don't have a large cauldron. I only have a mini cauldron. Now, if you're doing a lot of um, kitchen magic, you're doing a lot of baking and creating things um, for the home and the kitchen, you may need a larger cauldron. But for me, me having just a little mini cauldron works because I usually use my cauldron for burning things. So if I'm doing some kind of spell where I want to maybe burn an item, burn a piece of paper, um, destroy something, I will use my cauldron for that because it's it's just safe. It's in a safe container. Um, it's not going to leak out or burn through anything. And that's very important. You want to make sure that anytime you're using fire especially that you're burning it very safely because you know things go wrong and bad things happen and you definitely don't want to hurt yourself or anyone else when you're practicing your craft. I will also if I'm cleansing with um, like loose herbs I will often throw them in my mini cauldron and I will burn them in that uh, because it just it's again a safe place to keep fire contained where it's not going to burn anyone or anything else. The next tool I want to bring up is a spell book. Whether you create it yourself or you purchase a spell book from someone else, it's always good, you know, to have something to reference, especially in the beginning when you're learning and you're not as confident in yourself and maybe in your intuition. Um, it's it's good to get, you know, other ideas from other practitioners. I've never really needed my a spell book. I was able to find guidance online, um, especially through Pinterest in the beginning of my craft. And once I kind of got an idea and I was able to get more confidence in myself and what I wanted to work with, then I just created my own spells and I rarely write them down. I usually just kind of go with the flow. And what I feel intuitively called to at that moment will be what I use. The next uh, tool I want to talk about is bells. I believe I've mentioned bells before. It might have been in the cleansing episode. Uh, but bells are typically used to wake up energies. So, especially in like ceremonies and rituals, bells will often be rung at the beginning of a ritual and at the end, um, kind of as a signifier of waking up the energies at the beginning and then at the end of closing the energies. Next, we have a chalice. Chalices are very commonly used, um, especially in Wicca, uh, a chalice normally represents the feminine energy and it also represents the element water and it represents the goddess. A chalice can be used really in any way that you desire. If you're doing some kind of ceremony where you need to drink, whether it's water or wine, the chalice can be used. If you are practicing with multiple people often the chalice will be passed around while everyone you know takes a sip of whatever is being offered this is um also used as an offering so if you 
are a pagan witch or you are worshiping or acknowledging some kind of spirit or some kind of deity, you may have a chalice and you may use it as an offering to that being or to that god, goddess, or entity. Now, just as the chalice represents the feminine and the element water and the goddess, the athame is also used in Wicca and it represents the masculine and it represents God and the element fire. Um, the athame is used to direct energy. It is never used to actually cut even though it is a, a knife and some may think that it is a weapon but even in Wicca it is never used to cut things. In fact another knife will usually or some kind of scissors or something will be used if there's ever any reason to do some kind of cutting of a of a rope or twine or anything of that nature. The athame is used more, like I said, to direct energy. So um, an example with, of this would be if you want to maybe enclose a specific space. Maybe you want to draw the parameters um, of the sacred space that you are creating for your spell you could do this with the athame if you want to draw specific um maybe runes or a pentagram and things of this nature you could do that with the athame you can point and direct energy with the athame Another thing that you can use to direct energy if that doesn't you know really resonate with you is a wand um, and not like a wand that's going to, you know, make magical things come out the end of it. Like it is, it is really just used to point and direct energy. A lot of wands are simply made of different types of wood, different, you know, types of trees. But there are also crystal wands that you can use. Unlike the athame, which is a um, representation of the element fire, a wand is actually um, a representation of air. And it's very common in um, a lot of practicing witches, especially Wicca and elemental witches, to have something that represents all of the elements. This is not required, of course, but if that you know, resonates with you. These are all different things and different tools that you can use to represent the elements. Another thing that you could easily use to represent the elements would be different colored candles. The next tool I want to talk about are, um, are divination tools. There are many different divination tools and I probably won't go too deep into all of them on this episode, but we have, you know, oracle cards, tarot cards, um, any kind of reflective object that is used for scrying, so um, a mirror, some kind of crystal or crystal ball. And then you also have a pendulum. Those are just some of the divination tools. There are many different other kinds out there. Um, those are just a few that I am personally more familiar with. I have um, tarot decks. I have oracle decks. I have a pendulum. I, I don't really... I haven't really used my pendulum yet, um, but I do have one, and I'm interested in beginning to use it. I know what scrying is. I've never personally tried it myself. Um, I have began recently doing 
mirror work where I will stare into the mirror, but I'm not entirely sure how that works as far as using it as a scrying tool. So that may be something that I look into in the future and then I may share a little bit more with you guys on it or I may be able to find someone who does use some of these tools more specifically in their practice and I can bring them on and we can interview them and talk about that talk about that with them. The next tool I want to talk about um, is a broom. So brooms are actually used in uh, ceremony and in rituals as a cleansing tool. They are often used not to cleanse or clean dirt and grime, but they're actually used to cleanse and purify the space and the environment. And the broom is also a representation of the water element. So these are just some of the more common um, witchcraft tools that I have discovered along my path and on my journey. Um, there are probably many others out there. Those are just the ones that I have personally looked into or heard about. Um, and I want to really leave this episode with telling you that you are welcome and free to try and use any of these in your practice, no matter what kind of which you classify yourself to be. But most importantly, I want to let you know that none of these tools are a requirement and none of these tools are actually needed at all when it comes to magic. The magic does not come from the candles. It does not come from the oracle cards or from the crystals. While all of these beautiful tools are amazing and they help us and they guide us, they are not magical. You are magical. The magic is inside of you. These tools simply help you express your magic. They help you tap into your magic. They, I like to call them, I like to refer to the tools as magical props. So if you think of an actor or an actress, or you think of, you know, some kind of um, play or the cast, the actor or the actress has the talent. They are who is bringing the script or the movie or the play to life. The magic and the talent is within the actor. So they may have many different props that they use. They have the set. They have, you know, the, the, the things on stage that help maybe help them get into character or help bring a certain scene to life. But the talent and the magic is within them. And it's the same when it comes to witchcraft and tools. You can use these tools however you need to. If it helps you get into character, if it helps you feel powerful and feel like you can tap into these energies and you can make these beautiful magical things happen, then by all means, use them. Use these props. Use these tools. But the magic is inside of you. So you don't have to go out and buy a fancy $50 amethyst and you don't have to go out and buy all of the 
witch tools and herbs and jars and spell books that you need. But if you feel drawn to some and you want to try them out and it's not going to, you know, break the bank or put you in any kind of situation where, you know, you have to spend money that you don't have, then, you know, just do what you feel called to do. A lot of people, when they first begin, they think that they have to have all of these things. They think, oh, well, if I'm a practicing witch and I'm going to learn and I'm going to start practicing witchcraft, well, then I have to have crystals. I have to have herbs. I have to have candles and I have to have my altar space set up and I need a cauldron and I need spell books and all of these things and all of these tools are great and they, they help us, they teach us, they you know, help us move and direct energy and be able to tap into this magic inside of us. But really, you don't need it. You don't need it at all. And so if you don't feel particularly drawn to anything, I say just keep doing what you're doing without it. But if you do feel drawn to some, you know, check out some of the cheaper places first. Don't feel like you have to run out to, you know, a a metaphysical store that is going to charge you $50 for a candle. You can get most of these things that I talked about or at least a derivative of these things from the Dollar Tree. The Dollar Tree has jars. The Dollar Tree has candles. The Dollar Tree has all kinds of things that you can use and you can work into your practice. You can use birthday candles. A candle is a candle. And usually a standard birthday pack of candles has multiple colors. So if you're even drawn to the color aspect, that's great. I mean, most of the birthday candle packs that I have have all the colors. And there's a lot of people on TikTok that will, you know, tell you and all the things that they were able to find at their local Dollar Tree or their local Walmart. And Amazon, Amazon has a great selection of um, altar items and witchcraft tools for you know under 15 bucks so yeah that's that's really all I, I want to to let you know is that the magic is inside of you you are what creates the magic you are what is powerful and you're welcome to use these props and use these tools just don't forget where the magic really comes from. Did you enjoy that episode? Great. Make sure you share it with someone you love. It would really mean a lot to me if you would take the time to rate and review the podcast. This really helps the podcast grow and reach more people. I would love to connect with you. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and on TikTok. And if you want to find out more about me and what I do, check out my website, www.chasingspirituality.com. I hope your day is full of magic. Until next time.